What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 176. And as a Nintendo kid, I'm going back across enemy lines. We're going into the Sega Genesis camp and we're talking about one of their best games, according to the critics. And you know what? Those critics are all right. We are talking Gunstar Heroes, the running gun masterpiece from the Sega Genesis. And I don't throw the word masterpiece around lightly. You know, Super Mario World, masterpiece. The box art to the original Mega Man, masterpiece. The KFC Double Down Sandwich, heart-clogging masterpiece. And Gunstar Heroes is a fucking masterpiece. If you're newer to the podcast, you should know I was a Nintendo kid back in the the console war era, so I missed a lot of Sega games, and I'm slowly catching up, you know, as I get through games here on Remember the Game. Uh, Streets of Rage 2 has kind of been my gold standard for Sega Genesis games. Toe Jam and Earl was really great. I've played a lot of really fun games on that console. Gunstar Heroes is right there, you guys. This game is so fucking good if you haven't played it it's a running gun think you know contra stuff like that but it's got awesome graphics better weapons great controls it's just really really fucking good if you've never played it i really hope this episode of the show convinces you to write that wrong because it is absolutely worth your time uh my buddy chris is my guest on the show this week he's been kind of my go-to guy for several sega games over the lifespan of remember the game and he was one of the many that were banging on my shed door telling me to play Gunstar Heroes. And fucked if he wasn't right to be banging. I was pumped to play this one. I'm glad it didn't disappoint. And we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of disappointing, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long these days, but they're not boring. They don't suck. We, you know, we talk about video games and stuff. When uh, looking at our our intro is like when you would read the instruction manual in the backseat of your car on the way home from the store when you'd buy a game as a kid. We're just getting you ready for the main event. That's all it is. Except you don't have to be able to read to listen to our show. I'm the host and I can barely read, so it's fine. You don't have to read anything. Just just back. Just listen. Uh, we have merchandise, all kinds of merch: hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, all kinds of badass stuff rocking wicked art our man joe over at 4545creative.com designed all of it so go there and check out his work he's fucking the most talented person associated with this podcast uh and you want to check out our merch you can find it all at remember the game podcast.com if you're interested and of course if you don't like clothes uh, you can always support us on Patreon. And listen, I know I do the Patreon plug every week. It's part of the job, but, but listen this time, okay? The first few days of the month are the best time to sign up because you're not going to get charged again until January 1st. So you plunk down a couple of bucks and you have the entire month of December. So just scroll through our archives, check out the over 150 bonus podcasts that are sitting there, and you still get new ones. For only two bucks a month, you get two extra podcasts every week. You get exclusive access to both my gaming discussion podcast, Expansion Pass every Thursday and my gaming news podcast Game Patch every Friday. You also get instant access to the entire back catalog. Uh, Game Patch, I look at all the biggest news in modern gaming and then I add in my opinions and sprinkle some profanity in there. Expansion Pass is a different show every week. We do game rankings, we look back at characters and consoles, we do some comedy episodes, there's game reviews. This past week on Expansion Pass, we talked about the Nintendo GameCube. 
We look back at its legacy, what we liked about it, didn't like about it, our memories, our favorite games. Of course, we talked about that controller because it's a work of art. That's another masterpiece. Maybe I do throw that word around too much. Uh, it was a very nostalgic episode about a great fucking console. And as is becoming tradition, here's a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, the Nintendo GameCube. Yeah, man, I, I just think they've aged well. Frankly, I think GameCube games have aged better than a lot of Xbox and PS2 games. And maybe that's just me being biased as a Nintendo fan, but I really do. I think they've aged better. I think they look better. I think if you put old school GTA San Andreas or, or Bully or the first Halo or Crimson Skies or KOTOR, great games. But if you take some of those games and put them beside Luigi's Mansion or put them beside Smash Brothers Melee or Double Dash or you know, insert your favorite GameCube game here. I think the GameCube game looks better. I really do. I think it's aged better. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm biased, but I'm, I think that's fact. I'll, 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 I'll argue that till I, I'll dig my flag in. I'll put my flag in the ground. I'll dig in my heels. I think th those games look better. Maybe that has something to do with the small disc. I don't fucking know, but they look great. So that was last week's episode, and now for this week, we're going to talk about the Halo campaigns. I know multiplayer for Halo Infinite is out now, but I'm a campaign guy, and that campaign is only a week away. I cannot fucking wait. Uh, so this week, I'm going to do a ranking episode, and I'm going to rank the Halo campaigns from Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Halo ODST, and Halo Reach. The Halo Wars games aren't in there. They're just really not my cup of tea, uh, but I will rank them, and I'll do my absolute best to avoid spoilers as well, so you don't have to worry about that. So again, two bucks. Get you instant access to those plus new ones plus access to our discord the chance to vote in our patreon poll at the beginning of every month the ability to submit comments to be read on all our podcasts and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like i'm about to do to these people a huge thank you to our newest patreons mizuru and Declan McGarry. I'm 100% sure I fucked both of those up. But thank you so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. Uh, Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. And listen, before I move on, my second annual 24-hour charity stream is going down this December 18th and 19th. I'm going to play video games for 24 straight hours on Twitch. And I'm partnering with Extra Life to raise money for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. Last year, we raised over $4,000. And I'm shooting for $10,000 this year. And to get things started, it's not all on all of you. My girlfriend and I are going to be donating 50% of my Patreon for the month of December to my extra live stream. So if you've been thinking, you know, eventually I'll sign up for Patreon and check out these extra podcasts. This is the month to do it because you get all the podcasts and stuff and 50% of whatever level you sign up at is going to charity at the same time. Obviously, I am going to be looking for donations. I'm going to be giving away prizes. Anyone that donates at least $20 to my stream can win a game of their choice, courtesy of yours truly. I'll buy it for you and send it to you. No fucking, I'm not getting you a complete box Earthbound or something. It's got to be a modern game. But uh, someone's going to win a game of their choice. I'm going to be giving away some Remember the Game merch. And the grand prize is you get to pick a game to be covered here on the podcast and you'll be my guest for this show. If you go back in our archives, Final Fantasy V Advance was the game that uh, Ben, the winner of last year's poll picked and Ben was my guest and it was a really fun episode so you can win all that stuff you'll get a tax receipt as well if you're you know want to if you're a responsible adult want to do your taxes and uh I'm selling lanyard packages shamio videos not cameos do you want to get sued 
uh, and one-on-one Zoom calls. I'm selling all those individually and a big portion of all that money is going to be getting donated to the charity stream as well. So if you're interested in more information, donating, whatever, hit up rememberthegamepodcast.com. Everything you need should be fucking right there, front and center on the main page. And apologies in advance if you get sick of hearing about my charity stream over the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's a great cause. I spent a lot of time in children's hospitals myself as a kid with my asthma. So this is a very important cause to me. And I hope that we can use this little show of ours to do some good in the world. So December 18th and 19th, 24 hours to raise money. All right, that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridge. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Matt McLean, who wrote in and said, I just want to recognize the quality of the PlayStation 4 library. Kids, work, and life got in the way of me partaking in the hobby over the last generation, and I've only lately been able to find time to get back into gaming. Credit this podcast for giving me the push. Excellent. Recently, I've started Spider-Man, and I still have games like God of War, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Horizon Zero Dawn, and if I get really ambitious, Red Dead 2 is also waiting for me. The beauty of this is that I picked all these up for really cheap. If you're like me and you've fallen out of the hobby because life took over, it doesn't cost a ton and you don't need to hop into the new generation to get insane quality of games to play. Just thought I'd throw that out there because I'm sure there are more than a few hot dogs in the same boat I was. Dude, I actually have said that before, but I just you gave me a chance to go back on this one more time. And before anyone comes at me and is like, oh, he's a Sony fanboy and blah, 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 blah. Listen, if you listen to the show with any regularity, you know I'm a Nintendo fanboy. If you want to label me a fanboy of anything, it's Nintendo. But I play all three. I play Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. And I've said it many times. I really think when it's all said and done, It's not my favorite console of all time, but I think the PlayStation 4, at least as of now, might be the greatest video game console of all time. Because the library of games on that thing is astronomical. It is so good, and you can get them so cheap. So I agree with Matt. If you're one of those people looking for a PS5 and you're sick of fucking resellers and you don't want to shell out for one yet... Pick up a PS4 on the cheap and just start catching up. The games will all be playable when you get your hands on a PlayStation 5. And Matt brought them up. Spider-Man, God of War, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Horizon Zero Dawn. I would also throw into that pile Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, fucking... I'm drawing blanks now, but I'm sure... Oh, Uncharted 4. There's so many fucking great games on the PlayStation 4. I think it's one of the greatest libraries on one of the greatest consoles ever made. I really do. I... I think Sony, I think it's the best work Sony's ever done. It's their best console. I think they knocked it out of the fucking park with the PlayStation 4. And like you said, Matt, games are cheap now. So it's win-win. Uh, Mandingo2021 wrote in on Patreon and said, Adam, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Mine is mashed potatoes and gravy. When I was little and my grandma made Thanksgiving, I used to call them smashing taters. I've always liked the word taters. Uh, my favorite Thanksgiving dish by far is stuffing, particularly my mom's stuffing. My mom makes like it's not fucking stovetop not to shit on you people that eat stovetop but my mom makes world-class stuffing and i would eat nothing but that if i had to i'd be like i'll just eat stuffing i'm good you guys take the rest of the food i fucking oh yeah oh i could go i can't wait christmas is only a month away i can have some of that fucking stuffing uh vomit the soul wrote in and said hey adam what's up so not much vomit uh so this week i'm hoping to put you 
onto a great holiday movie I recently watched. A true homage to retro gaming. The word homage always makes me think of Tracy Morgan in Cop Out. Dude, Cop Out is a great movie that nobody fucking talks about. I love that movie. Uh, but anyway, the movie is called 8-Bit Christmas. It's about a father and his daughter and him sharing his memories of the NES with her. Plus, it shits all over the power glove. It's an HBO Max. Have a kick-ass day. So, Vomit, thank you for writing in. A lot of people have been tagging me on this 8-Bit Christmas movie. HBO Max, as far as I'm aware, is not available here in Canada. Uh, at least not without fucking, you know, hacking satellites and shit like that. So I got to look and see if it's available somewhere else because I definitely want to check it out. Uh, but yeah, H us Canadians don't, I don't think we get HBO Max. At least, yeah, I'm 90% sure that we don't because I had to fucking go out of my way to find The Many Saints of Newark as well, The Sopranos movie, which was on HBO Max, but we don't get HBO Max. Even though I have HBO, I have Crave, but anyway. Uh, But thank you to everyone that's been telling me about this 8-Bit Christmas movie. It sounds awesome, and I'm going to do my best to try to find a way to watch it. So don't worry about sending me any, like, fucking torrent websites and stuff. I'm not going to use them. I want to pay for it. I want to pay on the up and up. I'll watch it on the up and up. But, uh, yeah, I keep hearing about this movie. So thanks, Vomit. And, dude, everyone watch Cop Out. Fucking Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Better movie than fucking people give it credit for. Andrew Wright wrote in and said, Adam, when talking about backlogs on Expansion Pass number 85, a few of us identified Bioshock as a game that we hadn't got around to playing. I could tell by your reaction that this was a game I had to move to the top of my backlog immediately. I'm happy to say that after finishing this game the week on this weekend, I get it. The atmosphere of Rapture is incredible, and the story that unfolds is really fucking good. I'm no authority when it comes to first-person shooters, but I felt the gameplay held up extremely well for something that came out almost 15 years ago. Thanks for encouraging me to knock a big title off my backlog, and I encourage all hot dogs out there to do the same yes fucking i i have nothing to add well said andrew i just appreciate that somebody else has come to the church of bioshock and been like this game is fucking awesome and i recently replayed it for the podcast for the first time since i played it when it came out and i agree i think it holds up really fucking well it's avoid spoilers at all costs and fucking play bioshock please please play bioshock David Phillips wrote in and said, I think something like that has been asked once before, but if you were told you could play games from one console, from the NES up to the Xbox generation, you would have every game ever on that system, but you could never, ever play anything other than that again, what would it be? So, okay, my first thought was the Super Nintendo, because it's the greatest system of all time. And then I was like, well, fucking wait. I'm up to the Xbox generation, so I could get the PS2, the PS1, the Xbox, the GameCube, the Dreamcast, the Nintendo 64... Super Nintendo, Genesis, NES, the handheld. I still have to go Super Nintendo, but I wanted to stop and just be like, fuck, is there anything else? I'm tempted by the GameCube and I'm tempted by the original PlayStation, but I'm gonna, I gotta go with the Super Nintendo because those games will never age poorly. Some of them will, like Star Fox hasn't aged well, sure, but like by and large, the Super Nintendo library will always be great and always be playable. So I'm going, they're timeless. So masterpiece, let's throw another masterpiece on the Super Nintendo as a whole. So it'd be the Super Nintendo. Uh, thanks, David. Cody, we're going to move on here right away. I got two more I want to get to. Cody Miller wrote in and said, I recently tried to expand my Nintendo Switch library since I've kind of had it on the back burner with my acquisition of a PS5. More specifically, I tried to get into the Zelda games. I grew up a Mario kid, so I never really played any of the Zelda classics. I beat Ocarina of Tim and Majora's Mask on the 3DS, so the next best thing was Breath of the Wild. However, when I started it, it got ex- I got extremely intimidated by how vast the world is and how much there is to do. I didn't really know where to start. I was just wondering if there's those games that intimidate you and you purposely keep them on the back burner for that reason. Keep up the 
the great work, man. I'm loving the podcasts. Thanks, Cody. Uh, dude, Breath of the Wild is intimidating. And yeah, I have tons of games, tons of games that I want to play, but I'm too intimidated by how big they are and how long they are, and I won't play them. Just a couple off the top of my head. Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably at the top of my list. It looks awesome. I'm excited about the idea of playing it, but I'm like, it's just too long, and it's just, it's not that it's a bad thing. I just don't have time to fucking play it. It's too much. Red Dead 2 is up there. XCOM 2 is up there, which is one that I keep fucking wanting to get around to playing forever. Uh, to a lesser extent, Grand Theft Auto 5 is on that list. Final Fantasy 12 is on that list too. I really want to play Final Fantasy 12, but it just scares me off because it's so long. And actually, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll end it there. But those off the top of my head, those are a few that stick out to me. Red Dead 2 is probably the... Oh, Persona 5 is one... But I don't know how much I'm interested in playing Persona 5 and how much of it is I just want to play it to shut Mark McHugh up. But uh, it's just too goddamn long and I can't play it. I don't, know, I don't know if I'll ever get around to playing it either. Finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Uh, Declan McGarry wrote it. I hope I said your name right, Declan. Wrote in and said, Having gone through your back catalog of episodes after subscribing, I have a real desire to go back and play older titles on the Nintendo 64 that I never gave time to. For example, I've owned Ocarina of Tim for 15 years now, but I have never sat down and played it. It's been in my Nintendo on multiple occasions, but I never got past the first 15 minutes. Can you try to help convince me to take a few days and give it the time it deserves to fully appreciate the glory and wonderment that the title holds for so many past and present? So this is tough, Declan, because if anyone has listened to the Ocarina of Tim episode from last week, I don't particularly like that game, but I just can't help but fucking respect it. So I'm in like a weird crossroads here because I'm like, I am beating the drum and saying everyone should play this game. It was on my list of most must play retro games of all time from the episode of Expansion Pass we did about it. But I also don't really like it. So I don't want to sit here and be like, well, you've got to play it for this and this and this because I'm like, well, this, this and this suck. The owl sucks. Navi sucks. The controls suck fucking game drives me fucking insane having said that Declan if you're sitting down and you're trying you're like I have got to get through some of the must play retro titles of all like, you you got you gotta play it even if you don't finish it which I frankly wouldn't blame you for it's just one of those games that everyone should at least give a chance to everyone needs to at least experience part of Ocarina of Tim it's just such an important to me that's what it is if, if whether it's your favorite game of all time or you fucking hate it I don't care what anyone says. I, I, I refuse to cave in on the idea that it is not one of the most important video games, one of the most influential video games of all time. So to me, it's just one of those games that you have to play. You know, there's like certain movies that every movie buff is like, well, you have to watch, you know, Shawshank Redemption, Star Wars, fucking whatever. As a gamer, I'm like, Ocarina of Tim is just one of those games that everybody has to try. You have to play it. It's I put it on the same tier as Super Mario Brothers. Not as far as how good it is, but just as far as how important that game is to the history of video games. So I hope that was enough to convince you to play it. But also know that if you quit halfway through, I did that for 20 years. So you're not doing anything wrong by quitting because the fucking controls will make you insane. All right, there you go. Oh, and uh, if you're really insistent on finishing it, pick up the 3DS version, Declan. It's just way better. All right, there. I hope that helped. Thanks to everybody that wrote in this week. Let's change gears and let's get into our Smash Hit segment, the uh, official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. (laughs) 
And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is Erased from Time forever as always there are no wrong answers but there is a right one and i'll tell you what it is in a minute and i wanted to go with some genesis games this week as we're talking gunstar heroes so i went with three of my oops i just punched my microphone sorry about that i do that at least once a, once a show uh i went with three genesis games this week that are three of my personal favorites but three of the tougher games that i've played in my time on this rock we're talking earthworm gym 2 shinobi 3 and toe jam and earl and i always hope the poll is going to be close when i say which one would you play remake and erase and this one was very close there was literally a half a dozen votes that separated first from third out of six options which is fucking perfect but the winner by a narrow margin was to play earthworm jim remake shinobi and erase toe jam and earl and uh i'm not doing that i don't think there's an answer that would offend me this week some weeks when there's a certain game in the order people erase it and i'm like you're all on double secret probation you're all insane that's not the case this time around there's i don't think there's an order that would offend me it's just that play earthworm remake shinobi erase toe jam is not what i would do so let me see what a few of you had to say and then i'll explain what the right answer is raul wrote in on patreon and said play shinobi 3 i love this game i don't have any issues with it so i'd leave it as it is i'd remake earthworm gym 2 it's another classic and i'd love to see this series revived there was a saturn version that had a slightly better graphics and music but a full-blown hd remake would be groovy and then erase toe jam and earl i never really got into this game i actually preferred its sequel but even then i'm just not the biggest fan of this series so it's got to go all right so i oh, fucking I, I won't lie to you, Raul. When I read your comment, I missed the Saturn part when I put it into my notes. Or, oh, you fucking Saturn nerds. Uh, but other than that, I agree with your logic all around. Tom wrote in and, and just same logic but flips his play and remake around from Raul's. Tom Danks wrote in and said, I'd play Earthworm Jim too, as it was always a good time for my brothers and I to swap between lives. And I remake Shinobi 3 because ninja games are a good itch to scratch and with modern tech, they could really flesh out the original vision. And then I'll erase Toe Jam and Earl because I have no nostalgic hooks in me from it. I bounced off that game many, many times. P.S. When people say they want a Final Fantasy VII style remake, do they want the original game to completely change? I'm not a fan of the direction Final Fantasy VII Remake is going, especially with the drip feed of chapters at 60 bucks each. They took a turn-based RPG and made it into an action button masher. So uh thanks for writing in tom uh to answer your question do people want games to completely change when they say a remake like final fantasy 7 i leave that up for just anyone to just take it however they interpret it you could remake a game and just clean up the graphics you could remake a game and completely redo the whole thing like they're doing with final fantasy 7 anywhere in between i leave it open to interpretation and on the note of not liking the final fantasy 7 remake the chapter thing fucking drives me insane as well but the first one, I loved the original Final Fantasy VII Remake so much that I'm like, motherfuckers, despite the fact that I hate the way you're selling me this, I'm going to keep giving you my money because I loved it. But it's up for interpretation. Inter you can remake games however you want. Uh, Michael Ford wrote in and said, I'm playing by the rules because honestly, this week is a shoe in play toe jam and Earl because it's such a perfectly funky time capsule from the nineties. And it was my favorite Genesis game. Honestly, wish I could have been the guest on that episode as the game hasn't left my life since I first got my Genesis on Christmas 92, easily one of my all time favorites. And I'm pretty sure I still remember every gift package contents remake earthworm Jim. Haven't played in years upon years, but my biggest memory is poor controls. I remember the Sprite moving kind of goofy too. I don't want an eight 
8K 3D remake, but rather just a polish with most of the same pixels. Fine tune the controls and up-res the sprites a little, and I think it'd be a great little remake. And then Erase Shinobi 3. There are so many other and better games in this genre. Compared to Toe Jam and Earl and Earthworm Jim, there's nothing standout to hold on to anymore. The other games offered tier 2 mascot characters that are still memorable, whereas Shinobi just doesn't stand out. For that reason, it's gotta go unfortunately. To its credit, this game still looks a thousand percent better than Earthworm Jim. Just doesn't handle as well and doesn't have as impactful of characters. You know what? I agree with your logic here. I actually kind of agree with your order, as you're gonna find out in a minute as well, Michael. I really like Shinobi 3, but I think it's it's I and you know what's wild is I think it's it's the most polished, maybe best of these three games. I just think it's also the least memorable. It's the most generic. It's the safest of the three, if that makes sense. I like it a lot, but I, I get what you're saying 100%. Slick Rick wrote in, I can't wait to see how this fucking degenerate cheats this week. Play Toe Jam and Earl. Remake Shinobi 3. I assume you can play the original and get a remake out of it, so that'd be awesome to play this game and remake it at the same time. It's so good. Erase the other one because I already forgot what it was. Rick, you motherfucker. I'm not going to put you on double secret probation because you at least played by the rules for the first time since I launched this fucking show. But the fuck you, you didn't remember what the third game was. You lied. Slick Rick sounds like the name of an Earthworm Jim character. Like some fucking sleazy guy that fixes Jim's power suit and charges him too much money or something. Oh, every time your name pops up in play, remake, and erase, I'm just like, I know he's just going to give me a fucking aneurysm one of these days. Ugh. Doug Dorn wrote in and said, To be honest, I could play or remake either Earthworm Jim and Toe Jam and Earl, but if forced to pick, I'll play Earthworm Jim as I'm more worried they'd mess up a remake, and then I'm going to erase Shinobi. Sorry, but it's just not my Toe Jam. I'll see myself out. Goddamn right you will. The only reason you fucking got red on this show, Doug, is because I respect your pun work. But, whoa. I hate a good pun, but I respect a good pun. A pun is like an ocarina of Tim. I fucking hate it, but I respect it. So well done, Doug. And then Charlie Charlie wrote in and said, this was sort of difficult. I'll play Earthworm Jim for the nostalgia. I'll remake Toe Jam and Earl because we hopefully will get a new Earthworm Jim game in the future with his new show that's upcoming. And there's plenty of current ninja style games out there. So remake Toe Jam and Earl with better graphics and an open world type game and erase Shinobi because as I stated, there's already lots of games out there like that. I can live with that logic and I never thought of the idea that like, because I'm not going to lie to you, is we're going to hear, I'm going to tell you my answer right now. I I used my remake on to or on Earthworm Jim, but you're right with the new show. Maybe we'll get a new game and you won't have to use your own remake on it. That's sound logic, Charlie. Uh, I'm going up with the, I'm going with the runner up option this week. 26% of the vote. Uh, and one of you that wrote in with the same logic I did is Brandon Basham. I wonder if you have any relation to the Basham brothers, formerly of WWE. But ba Brandon Basham wrote in and said, this was a tough one for me. Play Toe Jam and Earl. I only played a little bit of this game as a kid, and I always played the games I've never played or barely played. I'll remake Earthworm Jim. I played the shit out of the first one on the Genesis. Whoa, Nelly, would this be a great HD remake? And I guess that leaves Shinobi. I played quite a bit of Revenge of Shinobi on my cousin's Genesis, and I remember liking it despite never getting past the second level. Great game, but it gets the chopping block today. And I agree with your logic, Brandon, and everyone that said that same order. Personally, I'm going to play Toe Jam and Earl because I fucking love it. I love all three of these games. None of these games did anything wrong. But Toe Jam and Earl is just so fucking playable today in my opinion i love the randomization the humor it never gets old i wish it moved faster but i'm not gonna burn my remake on it just to make the game move a little bit quicker so i'll play toe jam and earl 
I'll remake Earthworm Jim too. And this was the easy one for me. I wasn't sure which one to play in a race, but I'm remaking Earthworm Jim because I want a modern Earthworm Jim game so bad. Imagine what a PS5 or Xbox Series X Earthworm Jim game could look like. Make it open world, putting incredible cutscenes. Make Slick Rick a fucking character and just have him fix your suit and charge way too much money. And I just picture him with like a greasy mustache working at like a gas station. Just, fuck yeah. So I'd remake Earthworm Jim 2 and then I'll erase Shinobi 3 the game did nothing wrong. As I already said, I think it's the best of these three games in its current form. You can listen to our episode about Shinobi 3 and the Remember the Game archives if you're interested. Uh, I think it's a way better Ninja Gaiden. I just want a modern Earthworm Jim game and I'd rather play Toe Jam and Earl. So, I'm sorry, Shinobi. Thank you to everyone that played this week. What have I been playing as far as video games go over the last seven days? I'll tell you, then we'll get into Gunstar Heroes. Uh, Resident Evil Village, I finished it. I played a lot of games this week. I actually knocked games off my list this week, which felt great. I knocked three games off my backlog this week. So Resident Evil Village is one, finished it. Uh, I think a spoiler-free review is going to be next week's expansion pass. Uh, I really liked it, though. Uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which I played for Adam Sucks at Video Games, my Let's Play series over on Patreon. Um, and then I, I, I can't stop. I can't stop playing it. And I'm so close to beating it. And for all of you that keep asking, are you beating it the first time or the second time? I'm so close to beating it the second time, the second playthrough. So close. So I've been playing a lot of that. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I locked that down this week. Uh, I have some very hot takes on this game that are probably going to ruffle feathers of you Symphony of the Night fans. But that'll be coming on the Remember the Game episode in a few weeks. I have a lot to say about that game. Uh, and then I started playing Mass Effect 2 this week uh, for the first time since that game came out and I played it as Zach Shepard sponsored an episode of Remember the Game and has asked for an episode about Remember, or Mass Effect 2. So I fired it up, started playing it, and uh, I'm, I've only played about two hours and I'm so hot and horny to fucking do a replay of that game. I forgot how incredible Mass Effect 2 is. Holy fuck. So lots going on, all right? But that's then. This is now. Let's talk Gunstar Heroes. Luckily, no one is yelling at me this week for how I pronounced the name of the game after Ocarina of Tim last week. But a bunch of you wrote in with your memories of Gunstar Heroes. Punk Rock Geek wrote in and said, discovered that game on the Genesis Mini, and it instantly became one of my favorite Genesis games ever. Everything is there. Fast and hectic gameplay, smooth frame rate, amazing music. I'm a huge running gun fan and this is the formula done at its best i agree with everything you just said punk rock i also love running gun games and i also think gunstar heroes is among the best that the genre has to offer in fact i might say only cuphead is the only one i would put ahead of it i think it's so fucking good tk tonky kong wrote in and said this game has massive nostalgia for me me and my cousin would stay up well into the night on the weekends playing this on the sega channel i can't say it enough how ahead of its time that that, that subscription was and how it exposed me to so many gems and gunstar heroes was one of the shiniest dude sega channel you just aged yourself tk i love it johnny ccdc said fast-paced action-packed and hard as shit this game basically birthed contra hardcores and has a particular or has a spectacular weapons catalog well which combo did you did it for you the most i'm going with homing and laser the final boss level was insane too just a great little game uh i have a couple weapon combos i really like but you're gonna have to listen to the whole podcast to find out and uh kaiser dragon wrote in and said fuck yeah gunstar heroes i can't wait for you to dive into this and hear what you have to say about it by a long shot this is my favorite game on the mega drive yep i'm one of the few hundred people from the extravagant city of great britain i love that you guys called it the mega drive because it just seems so weird to me i'm like it's the genesis fucking grow up 
Uh, Kaiser Dragon continues. This game brought hours, no, years of fun playing through the stages in your chosen order. The way you could mix and match your weapons to make new types of arsenal was just mind-blowing and made each playthrough feel like a new experience when you mixed it up from your usual go-to choices. The different bosses at the end of each level were epic, and I love that each one was so different. And don't get me started about how badass Green was. Then, to make things even better, you can enjoy the run-and-gun fun with mates and co-op play. This game, in all honesty, is one of my top 10 favorite games of all time. Look forward to hearing this episode episode adam i'm sure you have a lot of good to say about this golden gem you're goddamn right i do kaiser dragon and we're gonna get into that right now uh let's talk gunstar heroes with my buddy chris fuck i love this game i'm gonna cue up that gunstar music and when it stops we're gonna look back at gunstar heroes which originally released on the sega genesis and apparently the mega drive for all you fucking weirdos on september 10th 1993 let's fucking go All right, so uh, this is, these are special episodes. Joining me via the blank phone this week is my buddy Chris, who you may remember from episode one of Remember the Game, and then like countless others since then. But I every time you come on, Chris, it's like just you're you are you are the origin. You're you're player two from Remember the Game, and it just warms my heart to have you back. How's it going, buddy? How you been? Uh, I feel like an old origin now, but. <laughs> Is that you, because of the because of the, the 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 longevity of the podcast or because of real life? Ah, uh, both. both. Yes, <laughs> I I get it, dude. It's man, I'm telling you, when you when we did when we sat down and recorded episode one almost four years ago, uh, I I, mean, I won't speak to you, but like my hair was a lot more not gray than it is now. I don't know what the fuck the last three and a half years have done to us. Oh man, but your podcast has aged like a fine wine. I've just aged. Yeah, I, I I feel the same. Thank you. I feel the same way. I've aged like a banana. I had like I had about a, a three day span where I was in, I was great, and now I'm just gross and smelly. But uh, you're right. The podcast is like a fine wine, except it's still too fucking cheap. Um, <laughs> thanks, buddy. But anyway, uh, oh, actually, dude, ah, uh, that was a segue, and I fucked it up because I was gonna say, speaking of aging like fine wine. We're talking Gunstar Heroes, but I fucked that up. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. And you laid that in, too. Man, I suck at this. <laughs> you, uh, anyway, uh, we're talking Gunstar Heroes. Now, Christopher, you are a Sega kid. Uh, That's right. We will not get into your Sega Saturn bias today uh, because we're, we're talking about Gunstar Heroes. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Chris. Is Gunstar Heroes the best game on the Sega Genesis, in your opinion? You know, this is the game I think I would take to a, to a Nintendo kid to say this is the best the Genesis has to offer. Right? Like, I I mean, now admittedly, I don't I don't know the Sega Genesis library as well as you and some of your Sega uh, brothers and sisters. But like, I mean, the Sonic games are, are they're great. They're fun games. I I when I played Streets of Rage 2, I was like, this is the best game on this console. And then I play Gunstar Heroes, and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's almost a 1A and 1B. Like, Streets of Rage 2 is a great fucking video game. But that, like... So Streets of Rage 2, in my opinion, does beat-em-ups better than anything on the Super Nintendo, including Turtles in Time, which I love. 
And I'll sit here as someone that doesn't love Contra 3, but adores the original two Contras on the NES and say Gunstar Heroes is not only better than any of those three games, it is like, Chris, it is substantially better than any of the Contra games. Like a mile better. And like, it's so fucking good, man. I think so. Like, this is actually the game I'd mistake as a Super Nintendo game if I looked at it almost. Just it has that color and yeah, gameplay and everything that's all come together, right? I, like, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm looking at like I I played through this game. I beat it. I loved it. And I'm looking at pictures of it right now. And like, you're kind of right. There are there are certain Genesis games like a Streets of Rage two, uh, like Sonic, like. I know some people shit on it, but like Vector Man, like there are, there are some Genesis games that you look at and you're just like, I don't think the Super Nintendo could do that. Do you know what I mean? Like they just have, they're so bright. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm even surprised the Genesis could do it, to be honest. Like, yeah. And I look at this game and I'm just like, dude, this is like, I consider that, and I think you're the same way. Like we're about the same age. I'll ask, like, do you can, and if you disagree, it's fine. I'm just curious. Like, I consider the Super Nintendo Genesis era as of now to be the golden era of gaming. Like, I just think there were so many hits every year and developers were fucking rolling. Are you like, is there a different era? That, and it's fine if it is. Is there a different era that stands out to you than the Super Nintendo Genesis era as like the well, best? For me, I felt like at the time the 32-bit one was, but like looking back, none of it's, most of it hasn't aged as well as say the 16-bit, like... Yeah. So I think in retrospect, it has to be the 16-bit era because, like, all their games are still great. Right? Like, the ones that were good then are just as good today. And Gunstar Heroes is an example. I never played Gunstar Heroes until the last month or so. And I'm playing it. And it was I played it on the Genesis Classic Collection on my Switch. And I was like, dude, I would pay 20 bucks for this game if they... Like, if this game just got released today as like an indie, like if this was like an indie showcase game or whatever, I'm like, I would have paid 20 bucks for this and, and, and had no qualms. I would have been like, this plays great. Sounds great. Looks great. Runs great. There's I, there's one, I have one minor complaint about this game, which we'll get to in a minute. One. But other than that, I exactly. That's why I think that era is the golden era of gaming because I'm like, there are great Nintendo 64 games. There are great PlayStation games. There are great PS2 games, Xbox games. I'm sure there's probably a good Saturn game somewhere. Like there's good games from those eras. And I don't think any of them have aged as well as the best that the Super Nintendo and the Genesis have to offer. Not one, not a Mario. I'm not saying that this game is better than Mario 64. I'm not saying that, but yeah, but it is, it, it, it kind of is. It kind of, <laughs> you're right. It kind of is better than Mario 64. So, uh, okay. So, so we'll get into this. So if you've not played Gunstar, did you own this? Like, if you've not played it, it's like a shoot 'em up, but did yeah, you, no, did, it, was, it was always a rental. I never actually owned it. Okay. Did you ever beat it when you rented it? No, not as a kid. No. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, I can imagine like, Okay, so if you, it's it's Contra. It's a running gun shoot 'em up. It's just fucking Contra. This, th- oh my god, I just thought of this. This is what I wanted Contra Three to be. Like I hate Contra Three, and I know it's gonna get a lot of shit from people. I think Contra Three plays so sloppy, and I don't like it. This is what I wanted Contra Three to be. It's so tight, and it plays so well. And the the reason I asked you if you beat it was because, like, when I first started playing this game, dude, I I think I texted you and I was like, "This game does not fuck around." 
Like this game wrecks you when you start out. Wrecks you. Ugh. Pretty much, yeah. Like it throws you right into the soup and you you adapt or die. Yeah. It almost like because it's got the level so like so it's 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 contra. Like you pick up a character and you get guns and you run around and you shoot enemies. But like it has Mega Man undertones because you can pick the order you want to do the levels in. And when you like you've played the Contra games, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you play Contra, like the first couple levels are they're tough, but they're they're okay. You're like, you know what? Within two or three runs, you can probably beat those first levels. Whereas like, dude, it it probably took me fucking a dozen playthroughs before I finally beat a level. Like of the four in this game. It just I just kept I would like I'd pick one and I would go in and try and try and try and just get slaughtered and then I'd be like, all right, I'll go to another one. And slaughtered and slaughtered. And so I think maybe part of the reason it feels so difficult is that because the order the levels you can play them in whatever order you want, there's not really like a tutorial level, if that makes sense. There's no they're not there's no shallow end. It's right into the fucking deep end of the pool, like you said. Oh yeah. It's four deep pools, man. Like you pick one, you give her, oh. you die. <laughs> and you die. And you die. And now the thing about <laughs> it though is like, and one of the things I love about this dude, especially because so many games in this era weren't doing it. Infinite continues. Infinite continues. Yeah. Chris, that should not be that fucking hard. Why do so <laughs> many games have to have the live counter and when you run out of lives, you run out of continues, you have to start from scratch. Like Why? why <laughs> why i i was so you don't need to use save states the only reason to use save states in this game is because we're adults now with with limited time on our gaming and so it's like i can't i don't have four hours to sit down and try to beat these levels do you know what i mean yeah exactly but I mean, there's it's... no worry of running out of lives you're like i'll just pick it up later i've beaten two li levels i have two to go and keep going i I don't know why more developers didn't do this back then. And it, it sounds so stupid now. And I'm sorry I'm ranting about this. It's It sounds so stupid now to say like, oh yeah, like of course it doesn't have like a game over screen. But like, dude, this game came out in 1993. Every game had a fucking game over screen in 1993. They all did. Like, I, I would like Sonic more if there was no game over screen. If it was just continue, continue, continue. I don't care if you want me to start over. Just don't end the whole game. Like, just let me continue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you'd finish Sonic 2 if there was a continue screen. Like, Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I'm pretty bad at Sonic. Fuck, <laughs> I, I fucking suck at that game. Um, but no, like, that's a big deal. Like, I I can't understate how, how awesome I thought that was. No live counter. No worry about picking up lives. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, you have one life. Yeah, like, you just have your energy bar. When it's done, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm thinking about that. And I'm like, yeah, when you die, it's not like you like. And I, I I hate to compare it to Contra, but it's hard not to. And like in Contra, like when you when you die, uh, you as long as you have more lives, you just respawn exactly where you die to keep going. This game is literally one and done. The only difference is that Contra one hit and you're done, whereas this game you have a health bar, which I also like better. Um, yeah, and the game's pretty generous with the life too. Like it's. Like you have to know what you're doing, but at least it does give you a chance to replenish up. You're not just coasting on a life bar the whole level. Yeah, and actually, that's you know what, man, that's a great point because I I have never developed a video game, but I have to assume it's incredibly difficult to uh, how am I gonna how do I word this? Like to walk that line between making a game too easy by dropping too much health and making a game too difficult by not dropping enough. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, like, and this is why it succeeds. Like, I mean, if you're going to be tough but fair, you have to make it fair in some ways. Like, that's why you're not kicking you back to the title screen or you're not yeah, yeah. hiding lives or health or anything like that. It's, yeah. it's going to be hard. At least it gives you a fighting chance. Agreed. And, like, it, it, I don't know if it's, like, there's those weird fucking, I don't know what they are, those weird bird things that fly by that have like weapons and stuff in them. Do you know what I mean? Those weird orange. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know what they're supposed to be. Um, just hobbling along and yeah. So like those come along and drop some weapons or and items or I mean, power ups, but like, I don't know. I don't know if it's random enemies drop health or if they're premeditated spots. I'm not sure, but either way, uh, I, I, I never even thought to say that. That's a great point. Dude. It is so, I thought it was perfectly balanced. Like I was getting health when I needed health. But I, it wasn't like they were just everywhere. Um, but it also, it was very rare that I found that, especially as I played it over and over and started to get better, it was very rare that I found myself being like, when the fuck are you going to give me some health? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was always there. Uh, really well done. And then it also drops the weapons. And I want to get into that because, like, I, I'd be interested to know what you think. For my money... The, the weapons in this game are the secret sauce. That's the single best thing about this video game of all the great things. I don't know. If, uh, is it, is there like, am I wrong? Am I, I, I'm curious what you, I, I love the weapons in this game. Well, it does weapons, right? Like it's, it's, you can pretty much tailor your play style to the weapons you want to use. Yeah. And go from there. Like, like, and you know, what's really dope is that like, I mean, there's combination, we'll get into the weapons in a second. Like there's combinations that work better than other combinations, but like, we all know that when you play Contra, you're looking for the spread gun, right? Yeah. Like, and it, oh yeah, for the record too, because I know I'm going to catch shit in our Discord and stuff. What it's, what do you call it? Is it the spread gun? In, is that what you call it in Contra? Is spread, spray, shotgun? Like, what do you call it? I think I call that? it a shotgun. Okay. I call it the spread gun and everyone always makes fun of me. Uh, fuck all of you. All right? It's a goddamn spread gun. It's my podcast. So suck my balls, Keegs. And anybody else that has to break my balls about that. But anyway, um, so like in Contra, like it's dominated. Like that's the best weapon in the game. Uh, in Gunstar Heroes, you have four weapons. You've got the rapid fire. You've got the laser beam. You've got the homing missiles. What am I forgetting? Laser homing. The fire. The fire. The fire. Thank you. Um, and what's so cool, dude. I can't. I thought this was so fucking awesome I, I was like you get there's only four weapons and when i first saw that i was like oh well, that's not that many weapons but you can carry two at any given time and you can combine them chris how how did no one else do this what a great idea and it's just endless well it's not endless combinations i guess it's 16 combinations but it's fucking awesome dude the combinations are so much fun ah oh. Half the fun was just matching <laughs> weapons. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's Sega for you, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck. I mean, well, dude. So, okay. I want to get back to the weapons. But, like, I looked up the developer of this game. It's a developer named Treasure. Um, I have never played another game that these guys made. No, they made, like, and they made, they made a lot of shmup games. Like, um, Radiant Silver Gun never came out here. It's, well, it's a Saturn game period, too, so. Right. Like yeah, I, and like it was critically acclaimed. There's a few others that they made that were always like they're really good at what they do. They seem it. Like I my I mean, 
I'm not going to lie to you. My, my understanding is that Gunstar Heroes is their best work. Um, I'd say it's their most famous. Right. But I mean, yeah, they seem to have a pretty good reputation, or at least they did back in the day. I cannot fucking, I mean, I'm sure someone's going to write in and yell at me and be like, oh, dude, there's actually this game combined weapons. I can't think of one that combined weapons in this way. Like, if you pick up two machine gun, like rapid fire machine gun uh, weapons, you just get a more powerful machine gun. But then if you pick up a machine gun and a homing missile, you get a homing machine gun. Like, that's just one combination. And you can combine the fire with the laser. You can combine the laser with the machine gun. You can combine the homing missiles with the fire. It was just like, I had so much fun. Because even when I was dying, I never once... This is the testament to a good game. I never once got mad, if that makes sense. Well, except for one time, and there's I'll get to that. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, did you, like, you said you rented it. Did you rent it a lot as a kid, like, over and over? Well, I think, like, it was a while I rented it, maybe once a month kind of thing. Like. Just to dive back in. Because it was, like, it was just genuinely fun to play, even if you never did finish it. It is. And, like, and and to me, like, there's only four levels, and then the final boss, fifth level. Uh, so, I mean, like you can pick your order you want to go in, but you're, it's a, you only got four options, but the fact that you have these four weapons that you can make as many, all these different combinations out of, and we haven't even gotten into the fact that there's also two playable characters that play differently. Uh, that's the fucking secret sauce is the customization. I had so much fun. I would die. And then the next time I came in, I'm like, well, I'm just going to combine two different, I'm going to try a different combination of weapons. I'm going to try a different combination of weapons and a different combination of weapons. And it, I never found like, I never found one predominant combination. I had a couple I liked, but like depending on the situation, different weapons worked in different ways. Do you know, like would work better than others. I mean, pardon me, if that makes sense. Like, did you have a, like, is there a combination that you go to like a, a die, like one that's like, you got to have that one. Um, usually I found myself just, uh, I'd either double up on fire or like once I finally got good at playing it, I started using homing and fire and you could pretty much control the inferno. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that really made it take off a lot of ways, but yes, dude. Cause yeah, I didn't use that one very much, but yeah. So you would shoot and then like you could like, you would shoot like a line of fire and then you could move that around the screen. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was so sick. I remember I play, I found that and I was like, what? Like how, like they did, like what's dope is that they didn't half-ass the combinations. You know what I mean? Like they weren't just yeah. like, oh, they don't well. all play the same. Or... Right. Like they all play totally different. Uh, I, I found by and large, I actually, I rolled the, the, either the double homing missiles or the homing missiles mixed with the, uh, <laughs> rapid fire quite a bit because yeah. then I, then I could just worry about staying alive and just like shoot and just hold shoot and let it do the work for me. Um, you know, another combination that I found really neat near the end of the game was double or uh, not double lasers, homing and laser. Because if I'm not mistaken, it would shoot like a laser grid. And then that little, that thing would just lock on an enemy and just go around in a little square on the enemy until it killed them. Yeah, pretty much. So like that was, and it was just, I like, I've only beaten it once, but I was like, dude, this is, this, this is one of those games where like, you know, there's some retro games that you, I, they almost felt like the length was artificially increased just by making them hard. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like a 45 yeah. minute game that would just take you four hours to beat because it was too difficult. Um, yeah. Whereas this is one where like it does kind of do that, but you also want to keep playing it because you want to play with the different combinations of weapons and stuff. 
Oh yeah, like you found what worked for you, and then you could tackle level in a new way. If it wasn't working, switch it up, and all of a sudden, it yeah, made more sense. And- yeah, yeah. And then you also can pick between the two characters, and I didn't realize the difference at first. I thought you were just picking between two control schemes, but you actually pick between. I think they're just named like red and blue or something. Yeah. Um. So Pokemon stole that from these guys. Um, <laughs> so Treasure Should Sue Game Freak. For stealing the red and blue thing. <laughs> Maybe this is Gary and Ash. This is what they did prior to <laughs> prior to Pokemon. And then they after they saved the world, they retired and captured animals and kept them in the All the weapons, so that was it. Yeah, and just made them come out of the balls to fight each other. But um and so what how does it work? One of them can shoot in eight directions but not move? Well, I think you just picked your control scheme where either you were anchored or you could run and gun. Oh, yeah, maybe it wasn't the two different brothers had each thing. Maybe it was just you pick a control scheme. But yeah, one of them like you you could shoot or you could move, but if you if you if you if you took that one, you could shoot in eight directions, whereas the other one you could run and gun, but you could only shoot up down left and right. I think that's what it, yeah. what it was. Um and I'll tell you dude, when I first started playing it, I was like, "Oh, I want to be able to shoot in eight different directions." Uh but then I very quickly found all that's what the homing like the homing the homing weapon kind of neutralizes your inability to shoot in diagonals. And so yeah. I would always just equip a homing weapon and then pick the guy that could run and gun. That was my, I don't know. What did you do? That was my go-to. Well, I pretty much ran and I do run and gun too. Like I can never get comfortable doing the directions. I just always seem to have to be moving. And Yeah. Well, because like I found, and maybe I'm wrong, but like I found this game constantly constantly was re- like enemies just don't stop like no they really don't never like if you're not moving the enemies just keep fucking coming and so i found if i took the guy that stopped and shot in eight directions i would move like two inches and then have to stop and fucking shoot again like it never yeah. you know what i mean whereas like run and gun you give you make sure he has a homing uh missile and then whatever weapon you want and it's funny because what did you say sorry your combo was that you liked was homing missile with fire yeah, that would be that or just double up on fire. Right. But homing missile fire was probably the most fun to play after a while. Yeah, and I like to go homing missile machine gun. And so if you take the run and gun guy, like I, I personally found that like the homing missile was almost a necessity while you were running and gunning. Because otherwise guys are coming at you from those four angles and you can't fucking hit them. Um, yeah, because with double fire, it's pretty much just like a flamethrower just moving it everywhere and Oh, as that's our, right. As ran, but right. So that was the same. Yeah. So the double flame, you could, sh- you could, like, you couldn't technically shoot diagonally, but you could take it from like right to up. And as doing yeah, I would that, arc you'd, over and you'd swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I never even tried that. That's a fucking good idea. Um, and then uh, there was like another thing where like they each had like one of them kicked and one of them did like a suplex or something. Well, was it like a grab and throw or something like that, or they'd slide or yeah. Or something like that, yeah. Um, I I thought that was like such when I started learning the game, I was like, oh wow! So like, not only do you get to customize your two weapons, not only do you get to pick which of these two characters you want to play as, but then you get like an additional attack, like a slide or a suplex or a kick or whatever. But then I, I don't. Maybe it's just because I'm not very good at games. But like, once I got going, I never used my physical attack other than when the guys were right on top of me. I almost found it would happen by accident more than anything. And if anything, it almost threw me off what I was trying to do. Yeah. Oh, there was times, yeah, where I just got completely fucked because I had no intention of doing one of those little physical attacks and then I would do it and be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, but like at the same time, like I never, very rarely did I find that it like killed me. 
it just kind of threw yeah. off my my rhythm for a second. That was all. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think. Other than pick, like I want to go over the levels, but I, we did the weapon combinations. You could play. Oh, did you? I never played a two player because I don't I don't have any friends. Uh, did you? No, I never did either. Oh, okay. So you didn't have any friends either. Lived in Bruce, man. There were no friends there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And if you guys don't know, he doesn't mean that he lived in like a man named Bruce. Uh, he, <laughs> he, I mean, maybe you do. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know you until a few years ago. Uh, he lives in a town, like a town called Bruce where, yeah. Um, you're right. Uh, I, I have to imagine, like, I don't know, like if, I don't know if friendly fire was like, if friendly fire didn't exist. I think this would have been fun with two player, but I, I actually much like, like I prefer Contra one player myself as well. I don't want to have to yeah. share the weapons. Like I, I just want, I want to be able to just pick and choose what I want. Um, Oh, dude. And that was the other thing was you, you had to pick up the weapons. Like, you couldn't just run across them. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, like, down in B or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not – I will actually – okay, well, no. All right, that's not – I was going to say that's actually a minor criticism of mine. But I don't know if that's a fair criticism because, like, when you have a combination that you love, it's it would suck if you accidentally stepped on a weapon you didn't want and picked it up. Where, well, the odd time where I would accidentally pick a weapon up that I didn't want if I was in the heat of something or yeah, like it wasn't it was easy to pick up a weapon, but it's like contra you fucking get a hold of that spread gun and then if you shoot something and like the laser falls and you're like it's almost you're treating it like an enemy <laughs> like you're trying so hard not to touch it whereas in this one at least you could run across something and not worry about like having to jump over it yeah to avoid picking it up. I found it tough where like, there was times where I was in the heat of the moment and I was getting pretty beat up and I'd, I'd see health, but I could not for the life of me fucking pick it up because I was just, yeah. do you know what I mean? There was just too many enemies everywhere. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's kind of a double-edged sword that way, I guess. But. Yeah. Cause like it has a minor, not platforming elements, but like you can jump and like grab ledges and then like right. swing up onto the ledges and stuff like that too. And that was cool, but like enemies also come down at you from those ledges and you're like trying to fight them all off. And you're like, I just desperately want to hit down B, but the second I don't hold up and fire, these guys are going to kill me. You know what I mean? Like it was never, I never, but the thing about it again, to go back to the balances game, I never found it like broken, just tough. It was always yeah. tough, but fair. You nailed it. Tough, but fair. That's exact. That's a perfect way to describe this game. Except, yeah, pretty much, I would say so. <laughs> except for one level. So I, this is, I, you may already know where I'm going with this. I have one criticism of this game. There's four levels. Oh. And the four levels are different from each other, which is fucking great. I'm just going to put it out there, Chris. Is there, did you like all four levels? Is there a level you, do, I, I'm just asking. No, no judgment. Just curious. I think I know which one you're going to hate here. And it's probably because I like it, but I, I didn't like the sky one. Oh, okay. Actually, I didn't love the sky one either. I, I, I liked the sky one until that dude, that fucking boss, the fucking steroid guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy killed me more than anything in this fucking video game. I hate that fucking guy. Why do you hate the sky one? I, I don't hate it until that fucking boss. I just hate that guy. It just felt the most out of place. Like it felt like it was a short level. The boss wasn't, didn't seem to be as fun as the other three did. And, that boss. I don't know. It just, just didn't jive with me. That fucking boss. That boss is, dude. Cause like first you, okay. So like if you've never played the sky level, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Cause you have to climb up right off the gate, right? You like climb up yeah. the fucking ship or whatever. And then you're running along the top and that climbing thing can kind of screw you over too. But it was oh, whatever. It was what it was. 
and then when you have to fight the boss, you end up like on a plane while the plane's yeah. like flying. And I don't know, dude, I, I can't find like a grant. I didn't have to do the manual for this. I have no idea. Like, is that guy like the red Baron, like that fucking military guy? You, I have no idea who he is. <laughs> like, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea who the fuck that guy is, but he's easy to kill. He's like, a, yeah. and I was like, dude, that was an easy boss. But then this fucking giant steroid guy comes out and that guy killed me so much because I just couldn't dodge his attacks. Like I, is it just me? Like, is, is it, did he kill you? Like, did you have trouble with him? He, he fucked me over so many times. No, like, like that's where home fire seemed to make sure it worked with him. I thought so. Oh, oh yeah. Cause you could hang off of the plane and then yeah. like just fire. Oh, you're a wise man, Chris. I never thought of that. Cause that guy, that I was getting soda Popinski vibes from that fucking guy. Like I was like, you must be his cousin or something. That guy owned me. Um, all right. So that's the level you didn't like. That's fair. The, so the level I hate is the fucking board game. Oh, you know, I should hang up on you for that. I love that thing. Why? And like, listen, you and I are good friends. We love, I love board games and I know you love board games. I, you know why I hate that level? Because I fucking got right to the end of it and then got the stupid go back to start twice and had to play through that whole fucking <laughs> level again. If you've not played I it. I think you could get it twice. Or No, no. I mean like on two different playthroughs. Oh, okay. Like, and I just was like, come the fuck on. It's this, <laughs> if you've never played it, there's one level where it's not a level. It's this like you, like a U shaped board. And you literally roll a dice and it's like a three-sided dice. And some stops will just give you like a new weapon. Some stops are boss fights. Some stops are easy. And I liked the concept of it. I it's What's another game that has that that I'm thinking of? Well, it's kind of like Cuphead with the King Dice levels. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Dude, this game is like Cuphead kind of. Like this game oh, felt... Like a little it has it's like the running gun stages of cuphead i thought yeah absolutely maybe that's why i liked it so much because i know that you as well i adore cuphead uh god and by the way for all of you listening if you've never played oh hey you were the guest on the first ever uh expansion <laughs> right. pass, and we talked cuphead too yeah so you guys should play cuphead um but no uh banjo kazooie is the other one that had like the board i'm thinking of near the end and it's just it's all random chance and like, sure it's funny and it's, and it's like, Oh, this is kind of a neat game. Cause you never know what's going to come next. It's just that fucking go back to start. And now it's like, Oh, now I have to walk my way through this whole fucking board again. And I'm running out of health. And it was just, uh, I, when I first loaded that level up, I was like, I was excited about it. And I was like, Oh, this is pretty rad. But then I, I lost my patience with that fucking level. Oh, the right, the right of passage, man. Fucking fuck it is. Fuck fuck. Um, <laughs> and then there was the other two levels. There's one where it's just like a basic run and gun left to right. Pretty much, yeah. Like I'd almost call that the intro level. Yeah. And it and you know what? It's even the first one it offers to let you pick too. Like I think it's yeah. the one you start out on. Um, and there's really nothing special about it. It's just run left to right, shoot bad guys, kill the enemy. It's almost like boss. being in the first level of Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, except better. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, and then was the, oh, and then the fourth level is the, the mine carts. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was like, uh, that's my that favorite cream of the crop there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was my dude. It's, if you guys haven't played this, it's, 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 you're literally, it's like pictured the donkey Kong country games where you're in the mine carts, but there's no platforming. You're just in these mine carts. <laughs> 
uh, but it, but instead you're fighting enemies. And what you know what I loved about that level, Chris, was that if you double tap jump, you could go from the bottom of the screen to like upside down on the roof. Yeah, you'd ride the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I uh, even like, and then that fucking Red Baron guy comes in in like a train, and then you blow up the train, and then the boss fight is that fucking cool looking guy, and he's in that big. He actually has like four or five different like robots, and you have yeah, to fight like, like he all of fighting them. styles in the middle of it, and yeah, you got to adapt your tactics. You're done. I by far, I thought, and it's funny because you would think that like you'd rather play running gun levels instead of just sitting in this cart, but like I actually, I by far thought that was the funnest level of the game, was that fucking minecart level. I yeah, love that absolutely. level. Um, oh, and that was the other thing was like when you get to each of the end of the four levels you fight these bosses and there's the steroid guy in the plane level. There's the, um, the dude that looks kind of like the guy from Gangnam style. <laughs> He's the boss in the board game. That's what he looks like. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. But he, right. Like, am I wrong? That's totally what oh, he no, looks yeah, like. That's, that's perfect. Uh, so he's the boss in the, in the board game level. And then my favorite of the four bosses is actually the boss from the minecart level. And it's that guy that just looks like he's too cool for school. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe him, but he just looks like he's really, he looks like a, like he almost looks like an anti-hero. He looks like he should be a good guy. Um, and well, then was the first one, it was like kind of a little chubby guy, I know, and I think his girlfriend or something like that, wasn't it? Yes, yes, the little pudgy guy, and then the like, the the like really like she just looks like the classic like villainous, like she's just really yeah. good looking and probably rich and just tells the other guy what to do. And um, I you know what I loved about that was that it would have been super easy to just make the four bosses just four generic like robots. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And instead, they actually give you four like, um. I mean, maybe personality is a stretch, yeah. but like, yeah, like actually animated funny characters. Um, and then what's awesome is that when you beat those four characters, then you go to the final level where you're like, you have to fight all of them again. And what's so cool about that final level is that like their boss is like with all of them at the bottom of the screen, like watching you on like a TV. Is that or, right? Like, do you remember that? And it's, yeah, yeah. And then, like, every once in a while, he'll, like, send another one of them out to fight you. And you have to fight them all again. And you right. can tell, you can see that he, like, orders you out or orders them out. And then they show up in the screen and you fight them. And then you can see him just, like, slowly getting more irritated <laughs> as you kill each of them. I love that. Uh, a lot of a lot of love. Like, a lot of detail. A lot of heart in this game. Yeah, I know. They took their time. They made a good one. And, yeah. And then... And then after you kill the four bosses in that final level, then you have to fight that final boss. And I don't know, not that it matters. And it, it, and I and I'm not this is not a criticism of this game. I could give a fuck what the story is. I just want to play. But like I think the story is something about you have to get these four crystals back or something. Yeah, you you track the four crystals down and then he I think he holds yellow hostage the girl in the group or something and Yes. He ends yes. up with the four crystals and you got to chase him down again. And... and it's, and like, and the four crystals are like the four weapons or something. Yeah. Like they look like the four weapons. Um, and like, that's, you know what? Like that's, I listen, I know there's been games on here where I've shit on them because I hate the story. Uh, looking at you, final fantasy 15 fucking worst story ever, but a game like this, I don't get, I could, it's like Mario. Like I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck what the story is. Like, just let me fight bad guys. You know what I mean? Pretty much, yeah. Like, um, and what's wild, dude, is like 
I can't even tell you what the story is to this game, but I remember the the enemies all having some personality and being funny, and that's good enough. Like you don't they don't need to I don't need 20 minute cutscenes and long speeches and tons of text. It's like just they're clearly an animated bunch of evil looking people and I have to fight all of them. And that's good enough. And they all are. And that's, I loved it. I lo- I watching them stand at the bottom of the screen during that last couple of levels is the funniest thing in the world. Especially because <laughs> that cool guy from the minecart level is just leaning against the side of the screen. And like, he just looks so disappointed in the rest of his team as they're <laughs> losing. Oh God. Oh, I love it. Well, I love it. And you've never played metal slug. Have you? No, it's on my list. I got to. Yeah, no, it's it's the same kind of, like it's it's more like Contra. I'd say to play, but it has kind of the personality of Gunstar Heroes. I'd say. Is it? Would you so say? It's kind of a cool mix. Would you say it's better than Gunstar? Uh I think you could put it as a one A B C with Contra and. Oh wow! That's and Gunstar. Crazy. All right. Depending on, I guess, depends on what you like. Are you excited, dude? Are you excited about that Metal Slug Tactics game that's coming up? Oh yeah, I can't wait for that. Me too, dude. Imagine like I like uh like a Contra Tactics. I guess this is what it is. It's just a different franchise. Um yeah, I metal like I love these types of games. I love the old Contra games. Um I'm telling you all like at some someday I'm going to we're going to do a ranking episode of the best Genesis games, but I feel like I still have a lot that I need to play. And right now, it's going to be there's like Streets of Rage 2 and Gunstar Heroes are battling it out for that top spot because they're great and like you mentioned cuphead which i i mean i don't think it's fair to compare contra or gunstar heroes to cuphead considering how much um more advanced cuphead is but like i I think cuphead might be the best running gun ever created i think it definitely borrowed a lot from all those but It, it did and that was that's where i wanted to go is like i'm sitting here playing gunstar heroes and i'm like man cuphead drew some um uh, some influence from this game, and and as a compliment, like a complete yeah, like what compliment. a testament that gun Gunstar stood up this long, right? I Cuphead, so okay, so and that's okay. As we start winding this down, there's a couple of points I wanted to make, and number one is that without question, you're what you and several other members of our community have been on me to play this game forever, and now that I've played it, I'm like, dude, yes, this game, 1993, this game came out, so that means this game is 20 eight years old i did to do a little bit of math there 28 years old as playable right now as you and i talk as it was 28 years ago and there's not a ton of games you can say that about i know there's some but not a lot like that's really special that it's as playable today uh so i agree with that the other point i wanted to say and i'm i'm sure i i did you know there was a sequel to this game? Um, I want to say I did. I just couldn't tell you what it was out for. Uh, on the Game Boy Advance. And I only knew that because oh, okay. I was getting ready for this podcast. Um, I'm really disappointed that this game hasn't gotten... Like, this is not a more established franchise. I really yeah, it's am. Kind of, it's gone dormant. And so is it like Treasure hasn't made anything new in a long time now. No. And, and if I, they have, I don't think it's come out here. No. And I, I guess like, I have to assume that they own this game. Like, it's not like, like Sega published it, but I have to assume that treasure owns this game. Yeah. Um, I'm just really disappointed. Like, and the thing is, is like Contra's received more games. And frankly, a lot of them haven't been that good. 
So maybe we're better off just letting letting it let sleeping dogs lie, like just let it be as it is. But I'm like, dude, we've talked like we talk about franchises that we want to see brought back. I want a new F Zero game so bad, and I know you want a new Jet Set game so bad. Although you're kind of getting it, you fucking bastard. <laughs> um, I want a new Gunstar. Where the fuck is this franchise? Like, sell it to somebody. I it drives me crazy that there's these great gaming franchises that are just dormant and dead and forgotten. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and that'd be probably my only knock against this game is that like it's it's good for what it is, but it could I I take four more levels. Oh God, dude, I would I'd take forty more levels. I mean, fucking right, yeah. Like the only okay, so like I have my only criticisms of this game are that I don't really like that board game level, and but that's minor. And then I just wanted more. Like when I finished it, it was great, but I was like, I here's your one per episode. I was like, there's not enough meat on this. This is an app. This is a chicken wing. <laughs> not enough meat. Like I want like a fucking a twenty ounce fucking t bone. Like I I'm God, dude. I like I would Chris if they if they came out tomorrow and were like, hey, Gunstar Heroes too. It's like a new one. It's in development and it's gonna have more levels and they could totally support it with DLC and stuff today. Uh, I I would it would skyrocket up my most anticipated games list skyrocket up there yeah man ah it's fucking sucks i just so many old franchises that are just dead and i fucking breaks my heart but anyway i think we're it i i mean like the, this the, this episode is maybe longer than a playthrough of gunstar heroes <laughs> um and i don't mean to shit on it cuz i love that game but yeah maybe it is um how do we score this thing? I don't want to score it at a four. I know there's only 16 four weapon combos. Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Let's do that out of 16. I'm making sure my math is right on that. Cause I'm going to catch shit, but no, it's four times four. So that's 16. Yeah. Um, out of 16 weapon combos, Chris, what would you give gunstar heroes? I'll give it a 14. I'm selfish. I just wish there was more levels. Me too. Um, Fuck. Yeah, I know it's bad radio to agree, but yeah, I'm going to go. I wanted to go 15, but it's, I'm taking a point off for that fucking. It's not the board game level. It's that one fucking space to send you back to start. That is such I mean, you know fucking bullshit. You take 14, then I'll take 15 because I'm going to give it a bonus point for the you, board game level. You would, you fucking ignoramus. <laughs> that word you keep calling me, ignoramus. Uh, shout out to anyone that gets that reference. No, you know what? If that makes sense. For, I'm going to let you, okay, we're going to wrap this up in a minute, but I'll let you all in on a little fucking story about my guest, Chris, here. we I own the Ghostbusters board game, and it is not the greatest board game in the world. But it's fun. And I don't mean the old real Ghostbusters, like the modern IDW comic style board game. And you play it as four people against the game. And you just play as the four Ghostbusters. And all you need to do is catch all the ghosts or whatever it is your mission is in a certain amount of time. And Chris and I were playing it with my girlfriend and our friend Dave one time. And we were in this really hard mission. And we had it beat. We had everything done that we had to do. All we had to do was get in the Ecto-1 and leave the fucking map and we beat the map. And I was in the Ecto-1, Shaylee was in the Ecto-1, Dave was in the Ecto-1, and it was Chris's turn. And you got all thinking, did Chris get into the Ecto-1? <laughs> Chris decided to shoot at a fucking ghost. And he missed. And when he missed, that ghost triggered a fucking chain of events that ruined the entire mission for us. Because Chris is a goddamn... What's the, Chris, what's the word for somebody that likes to cause pain? 
Awesome. What? Awesome. You're a fucking animal. No, I can't think of the word I'm looking for is now. But Chris is a monster. And so you would give it an extra point for a fucking board game with a space that sends you back to start that you can't avoid. God, <laughs> fuck that space made me angry. That aside, though, like, my only other criticism is I hate that space. And then, I same, I just wish there was more. Like, eight levels would have been fucking uh phenomenal but you know what though i don't even know if that's a fair criticism because it also gives you so many combinations and stuff that it kind of makes up for it like there's replay value because you could go into it and try it with with the other guy that can't run or the, try it with two different weapons or like there there's there's definitely some replay value if you want to uh, artificial well, ever, artificial replay value did you try it on hard mode no no i did not did you? No, I didn't either. I, well, I couldn't even finish it on normal. No, so. it, I, I, I crawled across the finish line in normal. Not that that's a bad thing. It just that game fucking hurts your heart. I, I might try it on hard mode though, because I really yeah, like playing it. I'd be curious what hard mode at if it just adds more enemies or if it. Yeah, or maybe like less health or something. Yeah, it was fun because yeah. it's it's. But that was what I liked about it is like I love tough video games when they're tough but fair, and this game was absolutely tough but fair. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Like, if you've not played it, I'm trying to think of where... Well, it's on the Gen Genesis Classic Collection on every console. It's on... I think it's on the Genesis Online from the the games that just got added to the Switch. I'm pretty sure it's on there. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on some of, like... Okay, Gunstar Heroes has been released on the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii, and Windows. So it's on, like, some of the virtual consoles and stuff like that. Uh, it wouldn't be expensive. If you can get your hands on it, fucking play it like it's if you like shoot em up like running guns uh fucking phenomenal video game i i thought it was great i'm looking at reviews on the wikipedia page right now and it's all nines out of ten except for some uk magazine called edge which gave it a six out of ten and they went out of business in 2015 and that's probably fucking why uh they never played a game in their lives yeah man never drank it tough in his life um yeah exactly i this game's fucking spectacular and so thank you to all you saga nerds that have been yelling at me to play it including you chris and uh i'm still not willing to uh look past all of you saturnians and your fucking weird cultish like obsession with that console but i i bring on the genesis i'll ask you i'll put you on the spot before we wrap this up chris if i what's the one genesis game i haven't played yet that i have to play I'll put you on Land the spot. Landstalker. Landstalker. Are you setting me up to play something bad, or do you mean it? No. Yeah. This is this is Chris tested and Saturnian approved. So. Oh Jesus, Chris tested and Saturnian approved. Fuck it. That that sounds like something off of one of those infomercials <laughs> at like two a.m. Ah, oh, Christ. Landstalker. I'm putting it down. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll do it. I. The Sega Genesis has won me over, like in the worst way. And it's like, I'm just waiting for that one bad game to, to like completely sour me on it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, but all right, I'm counting on you. If you think Landstalker's legit, then maybe no, the next I, I think you'll like this one. All right. What is it? Shooting another running gun? Uh, no, it's like an action RPG. Okay. All right. Landstalker. All right. You all heard this. That might be the next time Chris is on the show. And if Landstalker is a dud, uh, I'm going to unleash Angry Adam. And you guys are all going to fucking <laughs> hear about it. But Gunstar Heroes is fucking incredible. Play it, everybody. And uh, and if you like that, play the other treasure games if you can find them. Yeah, absolutely. And play Cuphead. That shouldn't yes. be... Absolutely. Maybe play Cuphead ahead of any of the other ones. But 
Cause cup, just be ready to die a lot. Just get ready to get angry. Chris, buddy, fucking, uh, it was, I mean, I talk to you every day, but it was nice to talk to you on the podcast and, uh, thank you for beating the Gunstar Heroes drum. You're my hero, buddy. Thank you for oh, doing man. this. Oh, man. All right, on. Thanks for having me. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Chris, thank you so much for giving me a call talking Gunstar Heroes. And thank you for bugging me and bugging me and bugging me to play Gunstar Heroes. And that doesn't just apply to you. That applies to all you Genesis nerds or Mega Drive, Mega Driveites uh, out there that have been like, yo, you got to play Gunstar Heroes because you guys were all right. I did have to play Gunstar Heroes and my life is fucking better because I did. If you have not played it yet, I really hope this episode convinced you to give it a chance. It is a special fucking video game uh before i sign off everybody please don't forget to check out remember the game podcast.com for information on my 24-hour charity stream december 18th and 19th we're raising money for the stollery children's hospital here in edmonton and also don't forget that 50 percent of my patreon income this month is getting donated to the cause so if you've ever been on the fence about checking out all the bonus podcasts and you're like oh, i'll get around to signing up when i finish the catalog and blah 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 now's the time i'm not saying it to make more money i'm saying it because you sign up for two bucks i'm giving it dollar to charity sign up for five bucks 250 sign up for 10 bucks i'm giving five bucks over to charity well, my goal is ten thousand dollars this year i think we're gonna get there and if you want to donate to the cause yourself you'll get a tax receipt there's gonna be entered to win prizes again all that information is at remember the game podcast.com if you are interested and i think that's gonna do it for this episode i'll be back in seven days with episode 177 of remember the game which i'm not 100 sure what it's gonna be about yet i think now, you know what? You got to wait and get surprised because I'm not entirely sure yet. I got to check a couple of release dates to see what's coming up. But there'll be another episode in seven days. And you got bonus podcasts between now and then. Tomorrow on Expansion Pass for all of our Patreons, I'm ranking the Halo campaigns. I'll be back on Friday with Game Patch. Next week, another smorgasbord of podcasts. Thanks for listening, everybody. You're all the best. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you all again soon. Cheers. Goodbye. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I churn out every week without all of your support. The following people have supported us at the Junior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And I want to give them all a shout out to say thank you. And I'm probably going to fuck up a bunch of their names, so get comfortable. A huge thank you too. <gasps> Dave, Makeshift Mallow Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Stupid Monkey, Michael Mathis, Joshua Shenfield, Jeffrey Mathis, Keegs and his Stupid Arrow Handle, Chuckletopia, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Ashley Cronenbitter, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Madero, Scott B, Andrew Wright, Gary C, Kate Roberts, They Call Me Badger, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Foo Foo 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Tin Smasher, Wyman Brooks, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Matt McLean, Brian Ransom, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Nathan Trombley, A-Town, Andre SJA Flash, Tom Kite, Geek Life Radio, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Adam J, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, Christopher Russell, Very Cool Dude, Tim Rial, The Giraffe, G9PSX, Tim L, David Schnatterer, Raging Demon, Poops Loomis, Dana Wucherall, That One Kid Nick, Mad Shibs, Mercury869, Derek Jane, MFELF, KFABE5150, TK Tonky Kong, Wolfgang Darren, Seriously Ron P, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Good A, Zane, or Dane, damn it, I was doing well. Dane, Chris Coplin, Mandingo2021, 
Doogie, Matt McLean, Pizza Power, Too Loud for the Crowd, Trevor Sevenoaks, Ryan McCowan, Paul Zoe, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Carmichael Nicholas, Squints, Tent Sparkster, Omega 88, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing, Chaudy Lottie, Dan Wagner, Candido, K Cuz, S2 Vaughn 5000, Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Oprah's Iron Fist, Adam Fair, Russell Aldridge, Chris Dory, Classic Crusade, Astral Soul. Karth from Kotor, Chance McCoy, Jeff Bergeron, Ian Watts, Joe Kirby, Captain N, Owen, The Game Furchuk, Game Nomad Misi, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Stu Bergeric, Eden Awaits 1981, Tunable Power, Tom Danks, John Woodruff, Inhuman Sumo, Chalupa Cabra, Just a Fish, Begalazino, Noob Q, Hunky Canadian Bacon 69, Beth, Strife 89, Liam, Denzalo, Spicy Mortician, Eric Chavinius, Holmes, Ryan Gibbons, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Jay Hampton, Dylan Flora, Jackson M, Daja 1K1T, Clayton Robertson, Jason Sika, Frosty Feet 492, Scott A. Baker, Britt O'Neill, all the good names were taken, Hulk Hogan's brother, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Kyle Shreve, Matthew Salmon, Elijah Burns, Ocelot of Woe, Stephen Parnell, Adam Masher, Aaron Price, Meat on the Bone, Dakabai VT, Tomicus, Sean Dillinger, Justin Zabrocki, Frozen Interior, Ray San Wantongo, Brandon Basham, Zach Coigne, DBXJ, God, I suck at this, Ryan Shimmick, Jameer Williams, Jared Pierce, Steve Dalp, Michael Ford, Justin Vissers, Gannon144, Phil McCracken, now I get that. Anthony Dondanu, Sid's Good Leg, Trav H, Mizuru, and Declan McGarry. Thank you all so much for the support. You guys are the best. Talk to you again soon. Cheers. Goodbye.